05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Championship Championship Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. Got my uh, good friend here, Paul Halme, out of. Uh, are you in? You're in Dallas or Fort Worth or Fort Worth? Where are you at? Fort yeah, Worth. Fort yeah. Worth. Okay, so Fort Worth, Texas. Paul has come to speak at I don't know the last four. Yeah, three three in person, one remote. <laughs> one was one was virtual, but that was still awesome. So I've gotten to know him pretty well over the last year through that and uh, excited to have you on the podcast today. Awesome. Excited to be here. Yeah. So first question I like to ask people is uh, championship leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you and, you know, what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? And it means, you know, going above the average and even beyond that and going to be you know, cause you have leaders, but then you have championship leaders. It's kind of like in Tim Grover's book, you know, relentless. It's like, you got the, the coolers, the closers and the cleaners. And it's like, yeah. to me, like a cleaner is like a championship leader, you know, a closer is like, Oh, they're pretty good. But like championships, a whole other level. It's like winning a title way different than winning a game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, did you read his book winning winning? I started the audio book, but I haven't finished it yet, okay. <laughs> but it started off good. Yeah. You know, relentless. Yeah. That's been one of my favorites for a long time. And probably still a little bit of the two my favorite but winning was really good as well so yeah yeah relentless is just so good it's, yeah. it's crazy yeah absolutely why don't you tell us a little bit about you and and uh you know you know maybe a little bit about your story and and your journey and how you've gotten to where you are today and what you're up to today okay cool yeah my story is pretty wild I actually grew up in south dakota went to school up there when i graduated i was like i gotta go do something different so ended up coming down to fort worth texas with my best friend Travis Luter, who ended up, you know, becoming a crazy good jujitsu guy, MMA guy, fought in the UFC. So I had to travel a bunch with him and kind of built up through that. So it was a crazy fun time. And in between, you know, that time window, I ended up getting married and then having kids. So I had to get a real job. <laughs> I was like, I got to go to corporate America route. I need health insurance. My wife was pregnant. So I ended up getting, I don't know how it was a friend of a friend from jujitsu, but I ended up becoming a stockbroker. And I'm like, this is really freaking cool. So I got all my licenses, did all that. And it was like, it was amazing. I got a crazy good education over the six years of doing that, but the calling just kept calling me to run a gym and uh, keep training and teaching people. So I was, I left that career. You know, my wife was super supportive. because it was a, it was a good job. I mean, it was like, yeah, you know, it's like he had everything. He had the house, the kids, the dog, you know, the 
six figure corporate job, but it was like, you just kind of, something was empty, was overweight, tired all the time. Wasn't myself. And then started doing that. I started running my gym and got really good at that. And then competing and doing stuff like that I was having fun. And then people started asking us questions like, Hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? How's your gym do this? How'd your gym do that? And then talked to a couple other friends who were like, and we should start a consulting company. And Alan Belcher, who was in the UFC, who's now in bare knuckle fighting. He was like, yeah, let's do it. It was his idea. And then, so we did that. And then we've grown that really to a really cool company until 2020. Cause when they yeah. shut down gyms, it's hard to consult for gym owners. Yeah, so right. yeah, no so I found myself in a weird spot, tried a bunch of different stuff, you know, just kept working on myself, doing some personal development during that, you know, met up with you guys, go to your events, you know, got to meet Jocko a couple of times, just like, awesome. like, man, I want to be a better leader. I want to do these things. And then I kind of went back to my roots over the last little bit of like running a business, teach people how to do is fun. But what I always go back to is like finance and investing and creating passive income. So if like the last two years, I've really been focusing deep on that. And, you know, on my Instagram, giving out a lot of good free content on there and just trying to help people. Cause it's crazy. Like when I go to talk to people, like even if they're successful, they still have money blocks, you know, mindset issues and stuff. So that's kind of one of my passions is like help people break the financial cycle. So they might be older and like, Oh, it's kind of late for me, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not too late for your kids and your grandkids. And it's like being able to do that and pass down things that I've had taught to me by people that are stupid, successful and wealthy, where it happened to me. And I think I brought this up at your event when I was talking, it was like rich people talk to their kids way different than, you know, middle class and lower middle class people talk to their kids. So I was like, man, this, this changes everything. It's like, you know, teach the kids this and then give them an an advantage. So I've had a lot of fun doing that because it's hard to talk to somebody my age, I'm 47, you know, and everybody I talk to my age is like, oh yeah, my parents said the same thing. Mine doesn't grow on trees. We can't afford that. You know, and it's like, you don't realize you bear that in your subconscious and it takes forever to break that cycle. So yeah, I've had a lot of fun doing that. So I've kind of gone back to my, my roots, you know, and like people always ask about the market stuff. Yeah. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. It's kind of like that Chinese proverb of maybe it's like, Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <like> yeah. Right. <laughs> you just don't know. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Nobody could have predicted 2020. No, no, I know. it, And uh, yeah. And hopefully we don't have another 2020 anytime soon, but uh, never. Hope we I will, hope. Right. I mean, what something will come along. Oh yeah. And uh, that we won't be able to forecast. So. So you left the stockbroker career to start the gym or you had, were you doing the both at the same time? Yeah, I did. I did an overlap cause I was scared of it. I was like, cause I knew I did about a two year overlap where the gym was like a hobby yeah. and it kept getting busier and busier. And I kept the corporate job and then I changed roles where I could be in more of a job to have more flexibility so I could do more of the gym. And then it just hit a point where it was like, okay, yeah. I can't do both anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to burn out. I'm dying. <laughs> it was like, I can remember I get off work at five, come home see the kids and the wife slam yeah. a cup of coffee and then go teach till nine at night. And I was yeah, like, dang, I can't man. keep this up. Right. So, and then the cool thing was I had two year window because your license doesn't expire for two years when you, when you leave a firm. So I was like, man, I got two years, let's make this work. And then by the end of the second year, we were doing okay. I mean, we weren't doing great. You know, it took a while, but ended up replacing yeah. more than my income and having more freedom and getting to travel the world. And, you know, yeah. I've competed in Brazil, Japan, trained in Thailand. It's like, you know, cornered fights in London. It's just been, it's been a crazy run. <laughs> you still compete? I still compete in jujitsu. My biggest actual win was a jujitsu, uh, won a master's world championship. That was five, six years ago. Yeah. And then when COVID happened, nobody trained or competed. So that yeah. shut down, but then I'm making it a goal, you know, this year, cause it's been a few years, but I'm making it a goal to try to compete, you know, two to three times a year, just yeah. to give something to push for. Because yeah. we all know what it's like if you don't have something to train for. I know, like with you with your runs and stuff, like if you don't have something to train for, it's like 
man, okay, I'll have that piece of cake or yeah, I'll just, yeah. I'll go a little bit lighter today. And so now it's like, I know I have a tournament come up. It's like, I don't want to embarrass myself. It's like, I gotta, <laughs> right. you know, it's like go there and not make weight. And like, how'd the tournament go? Oh, I busted weight and I got a t-shirt, you know, I need it to compete. So yeah, it's helped me a lot with my mentality of like, okay, I got to get back into it. So yeah, the goal this year is three tournaments this year. So okay. I'm excited. Well, it's, and it's just fun to compete too, right? Yeah. It's like, there's something about like actually competing. Cause I mean, a lot of people, they get out of high school and they just stop competing forever. Yeah. It's just the weirdest thing to me to think about, right? Like, man, sports is at the, or athletics. If you played it growing up and through high school is, is a lot of our life. And then all of a sudden you just don't do it anymore. That's <laughs> so weird, you know, and it's There's weird. And you can, about competing. and they have an empty hole too. Like having my gym, people come in and it's like, you can see it. They're all like in their 30, mid thirties, they're overweight, they're tired. You know, they've got kids and a wife and they've done a good job with working and everything, but just something's missing, you know, and you can see it. I talk to these guys all the time. So it's like, I've gotten to, I can see it from a mile away. It's like, yep, you need to get into something. <laughs> yeah. Cause otherwise you get self-destructive. Then it's like, okay, I'm just going to drink myself into oblivion and go to strip clubs. It's like, you see that. Other, right. I see, I have friends that do that for a hobby. I'm like, yeah. that's not a good hobby guys. No. Yeah. <laughs> Makes no, it's no. way more expensive than jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So you talked about that a little bit, how obviously, I mean, that's a big part of what you do at ULW is you talk, you know, you talk about finances and investing and, and all the different avenues and vehicles of investments and things like that. But then, of course, you know, you're helping people grow their gyms and you're big into jujitsu and gyms that you have. Is there a way that you're able to marry those two up together? Because it feels like sometimes you're getting pulled maybe in two different directions. I don't know if it feels that way for you. Oh, but. constantly. So, yeah, like, is there a way to how do you marry those two so that you can do them both together? Yeah. The, the one thing I learned a lot and, you know, you learn that from different leaders is like, you know, managing your time is so important. You know, it's like you know, having those times where it's like, okay, I do this at this time, this time, this time. And I've, I've gotten really, really good about my schedule the last couple of years of like, okay, these are not negotiable. It's like, I know I'm doing jujitsu at these times. So I got to do this at this time. Okay. The mornings I got a two hour window where I can do all my other stuff like that. So for me, it's like really becoming like controlling my schedule. So like my schedule revolves around me, not, you know, me revolve around my schedule. It's like, yeah. I pick what I'm going to do and when I block it. It's like, okay, we're doing this. And then it opens up more time than you'd think, because really, if you just do a couple major tasks a day and actually finish them instead of like starting 10, I used to be the guy that was, I'm a multitasker. And I would start 15 yeah, tasks right. in a day and finish none of them. So now it's yeah. like, if I get one or two wins over the course of a month, that's like 30 to 60 major wins. You're like, that's a good month. So yeah. you, you can balance it out. And the thing that's funny for me, it draws a parallel like money and jujitsu, because, you know, we all know if you're, you're married or you've been, we've all been in that situation where you there's a money issue going on and you're fighting with your spouse about money when you could fix it, you know, but it's like, instead we'd rather fight about it or, you know, hide it, keep it to ourselves and not tell our spouse what's going on. And it's just like, jujitsu is almost like a fight. So it's like, you got to embrace it and be like, yo, you know, this is where we're at. You know, we're working on this, you know, I did this good. I did this bad. What do you think we should do here? And so, yeah, it, it cuts down a lot of that. Cause I have friends, you know, that they're like, well, I just don't talk to my, my spouse about money. And I'm like, I bet you guys fight a lot. <laughs> Dude, it's like, cause there's no other, you know, when a, when a spouse finds out you did something, you know, they're kind of like, oh shit. So it's like, just communicate. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Money's, uh, you know, it's one of the biggest reasons people get divorced, right? Oh yeah. It's huge. You know, and it's stressful too. People stress about it all the time and it's like, yeah. can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. Who are some of the championship leaders that have impacted you? in your life, like coaches, mentors, just, you know, people that maybe have taken you under your wing, 
and and really more so like what's what are some of the characteristics of those individuals that really have stood out yeah which is funny because people look at me now and they don't believe me when i tell them but i actually played golf in college like you can't see my ears i know well, you told me that my ears are mangled what? people are like you played golf i was a hundred i was a a pudgy 185 pounds, six foot one guy playing golf, you know, and now I'm way different. You know, I didn't lift, I didn't do anything. I just played golf and yeah. hung out, but I had a really good coach in college and he was like, you know, I was talking to him cause I was, I was a walk college. What's that? What college? Uh, Northern state university in South okay. Dakota, actually. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I went North for the winter. <laughs> it was like, it's too hard to go South. I tried to go South and it was like, it's just tough to compete. So I ended up going yeah. to a, a D two school up there and I was a walk on and they're like, Hey, you know, you know, we, we have, might have one spot open, you know, for travel team. I'm like, what do I need to do? Cause I'm always one of those guys like, what should I do? You know? Cause yeah. that's one thing I had lacked growing up. Like I had a bad relationship with my dad. So I didn't have like a, a good father figure, except on the golf course, like my uncles and stuff, they would like teach me how to play golf, teach me how to compete. And I was like, okay. So first thing I got to college was like, I just talked to my coach. I was like, what do I have to do? And he's like, well, it's like, you're a walk-on. You have to out-practice everybody. And I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah. he's like, be here. You know, if we start at you know, four o'clock, I need you here at three o'clock hitting balls. I was like, cool. So I did it. And he's like, Oh, you know, I, I showed him that I, I didn't just tell him cause you've all been there, man. Guys are always like, man, I want this. I want that. I'm going to do this. And it's like, you're like, bro, you're 20 minutes late for practice. Do you really want this? You know? So yeah, yeah. for me, yeah. I was like, I came to every practice early. I stayed late. I did all the extra stuff. And then I ended up, you know, winning. We had to, it was came down to me and one another kid. And, um, ended up, we, we, it was cool. They were actually still friends this day, but we had like this, it was super stressful. I was super nervous because yeah, coach was like, okay, we got one spot. It's down to you two, you know, 18 holes go. And it was like, oh, oh my yeah. God. And so it was stressful. Like I was like, I, so I learned to compete at that age, you know, it was like, yeah. but he was a really good leader for me. Cause he was like, he's like, man, if you want something, just show up and do the work, you know, yeah. show me you want it, yeah. you know, don't tell me. And then, yeah. you know, then I got down here and Travis, of course, is my coach, you know, in jujitsu and MMA, it was a whole different thing. Cause Travis is just he's gifted, but he works really hard. So it pushed me because I wasn't good at jujitsu. I was horrible. Yeah. It, really? it took me, it took me, oh, it took me forever. I was just beat on and you know, it was tough yeah. back in the nineties. Jujitsu was way different. Now people are nicer and they have beginner classes. Then it would just, you go get class and get beat up by the good guys. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. so Travis was a really good leader, you know, and mentor for me. And then, um, you know, like then of course, like Jocko, of course he got real popular and ended up getting able to yeah. meet him a couple of times and train yeah. with him, which is, you know, ridiculous. So I've been lucky. And then like in business, we had a guy from, jujitsu that was a you know a really successful business guy and he kind of took us under his wing and taught us some stuff you know even when we were we were broke as hell and we didn't know what we were doing and he'd let he'd take us to his businesses and teach us stuff and i was like oh okay shit this is pretty cool and then it's like talking about money because i grew up nobody talked about money you know nobody did you know and this guy's like hey you know do this do that oh hey pass me that check over there and i pass him a check and it's like this is back when i was probably 23 and it's like a 65,000. I still remember this day. Like it freaked me the fuck out. It was a, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I can swear or not, but <laughs> are you good? Yeah. So I'll never forget. He was like, Hey, pass me that check over there. Cause we were, it was at his office and I just passed it. And I looked at it of course. Cause I'm like, what's this? And I saw it and I'm like, what, you know, cause back then 65,000 was probably the equivalent of like almost 200 grand now. Yeah, right. you know, this was 20 something years ago. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a distribution check. I'm like, what? A what? What's a distribution check? And he's like, Oh, I own this, you know, we own this thing, da da da. And we get paid out distributions quarterly. I'm like, wait a second, you get this check every three months. He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I gotta learn this. I gotta learn this. It's like yeah, right. distributions, you know. So yeah. I was I always tell people it's like that's why I'm so adamant about teaching about finance and in, investing in business, because if you don't find it, it's hard to learn. You know, we know people all the time that have started businesses and they fail because they don't understand how to run a business. So it's like teaching people and passing down things I've learned, you know, it's helped a lot, but yeah, going back to that, that's like my business mentor and like leader. Cause it was just cool to watch 
somebody that was just acquiring, you know, net worth, but was a good dude, you know, real quiet. Like I don't think he's on social media now, but it's like, you know, he's, he's multi hundred millionaire now and he's still the same guy I knew 20 years ago. He hasn't changed. He just has way nicer stuff. Right. That's awesome. I think, you know, I, I would say more, more times than not, you know, that's kind of the story, right? When you, most people that you knew them before they got all the money and, and, you know, sometimes you hear the story of how, you know, they change when they get the money, but I, I'd say for the most part, it's kind of similar story. Yeah. It's like kind of the same guy, just more money. Nice. Yeah. 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 Amplify the thing I've heard as one was that just money amplifies who you are. So if, if you're an unwealthy jerk, you're probably going to be a big wealthy jerk. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And that's so where leadership comes in too, is like, you know, being a good, usually people like that aren't yeah. dicks, you know, it's like they're there because you've been in the military, you have it around leaders where you're like, man, this guy's probably not a very good person, yeah, absolutely. you know, 100%. Speaking of, so how did, where did the Jocko Willink uh, connection come from? How do you end up coming through Jim? Man, it was crazy. It was the craziest story. So we were He's all following Jocko, times, right? Yeah. A few times now we were following Jocko at the rise. Like he was on the Rogan podcast. We're like, Oh my God, who's this guy? And in Ferris yeah. and he got real popular and they're having the muster in uh, Austin, Texas and a bunch of guys from my gym were going, but they were all corporate America employees because the musters are expensive. So they were, you know, yeah. but the corporate America was paying their tickets. And then one of my friends was like, Hey, I got this discount code for some jujitsu guys, blah, blah, blah. You, you want to go? I'm like, yeah, sure. So went down there and we were talking to some of the guys and networking and ran into JP and, um, JP Donnell, who is a seal with Jocko and everything. He speaks. He's a really cool guy that works with Jocko. And he was like, Oh, I'm moving to Texas, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. My gym's over here, here. And I probably thought I'd never see the guy again. Yeah. And then one day he came in. I'm like, Oh shit, cool. He's like, Yeah, we moved in to town. Da, 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 da. So he was training at my gym. And then they were going to do an event where Jocko, oh, because at that muster, we helped out because Jocko, I thought it'd be a bunch of like tough jujitsu guys showing up there, but it was all white belts. <laughs> so Jocko, yeah. we were like, Hey, can we help? You know, that's one thing I've learned growing up is like, man, if you can help somebody, help them, you know, offer yeah. to help. It's like, you know, Jocko's super intimidating, but I was like, Hey, can we help? What can we do? Do you need anything? I was going to go in there and be like, Hey man, I'll teach. You know, I was just like, Hey, what can I do? How can I help? Yeah. And he's like, cool. You want to go over there and help those guys? I'm like, great. Got it. Yeah. And so I think he appreciated that. And then when they were in town, they were like, Hey, we need a place to train. And JP's like, Hey, come over to Paul's gym. And so he came over and then two years later, same thing happened again. They were doing an event and he just hopped in That's and awesome. something I've never seen a leader like that though. That guy. Yeah. He control. I mean, because it's funny because, you know, you think of like SEALs are like a fair with a bunch of Navy SEALs and a bunch of military right. people, but like the commander of the SEALs is like, he, he runs a room a different way. Like right. even the jujitsu class, like he was super respectful. I'm like, he came in, I'm like, I can't teach. He's here. He's been doing jujitsu yeah. longer than me. He's a, you know, Navy SEAL yeah. commander and everything. And he was like, nope, your gym, you take it. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And then slowly he kind of would come in and take a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. By the end of the class, it was like his gym. He was running, everybody's loving it. But it's like, yeah. he, it was cool to watch because some guys were like, well, I'm the alpha, so I'm taking over. Yeah. And he was just like, no, man, go. And I'm like, yeah. oh, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, that's a cool experience. Yeah, it was crazy. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. You still golf? Man, it was funny. We actually, during the, when everything shut down, my gym was shut down, everything. My wife and I are like, let's go play golf. We're trying to find something to do. And it was like, yeah. let's go play golf. So we joined a, a country club out here. We started playing. We were having a blast. It was like, this yeah. is the best. Everything's yeah. great. I started playing again. I was starting to get good again. Not yeah. like I was in college, but I started to play good. And yeah. we were going almost every day. Cause it was like the kids weren't in school. Okay. We had nothing to do. And yeah. it was like, so we'd go play and I try, I do like consulting stuff, you know, on my phone. Cause it was like, everybody was freaked out. So I was just replying to a bunch of messages yeah. and we started playing. And then when the kids went back to school, it was like, mm, no more time to play. Cause that's the yeah. thing about golf. It just takes so time. much time. Yeah. It's, it's like, time. and your kids, 
by between dropping the kids off and picking up from school, you got this big a window and it's like, yeah. so, yeah. so we did it for a little bit and yeah, yeah. since I haven't played in probably a year now, which yeah. sucks, I want to start playing again eventually. Cause it's fun. You know, it's something my yeah. wife and I can do, Yeah, but you either gotta have a lot of time or just get used to playing nine holes. Cause man, it's yeah, time yeah. consuming. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's the same way. I was like, man, I used to play a lot of golf and then you just realize you got kids, business responsibilities, <laughs> get a little older. Some people still choose to just spend all their time on the course, but I think our priorities are probably a little bit different than, than that. And, uh, Oh yeah. That's the toughest part. Cause I want to be good at when I do it. So it's like, yeah. I don't want to half-ass it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Golf is golf is way better when you're good at it. So yeah, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. When you're not playing good, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> so I'm sure, you know, as when we get older and got more time again on our hands, then it'd be something I get back into. Yeah. Especially I got to And it's a hard thing for me to break, I guess, is breaking that 18 hole mentality. It's like, you can go play nine holes, but in my head, it's like, doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wish because my wife does enjoy to play and, um, you know, she'll go like, yeah, she'll just go for nine. And I love, like you said, yeah, just hitting for nine. You can get done an hour and a half and be, you know, it's plenty. No, it's outside. plenty and, uh, hit some balls, have some fun. And, you know, cause there's, there's something about being on a course too. Right. It's just, yeah. Um, that fresh air and that know, the, smell yeah, the grass peaceful and I don't know. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a good deal. So that's definitely off track. But uh, anyway, you know, your college days brought me back to that. I was like, man, I know he's busy. <laughs> he ain't got no time for golf. Oh, there's no time. That was the one, the one <laughs> pandemic thing I had was like, I got a lot of free time all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What is like a critical moment for you where obviously, you know, things played out the way they did, which has you where you are here today, but you know, had you chosen differently in that moment, you could be somewhere very different in life because be way different. Think, like you say, with the pandemic and even still today, there's a lot of people in those moments right now, kind of the crossroads and they're trying to figure out which way to go, but they don't, they just, you know, you always want to know how it's going to play out before you choose. Right. But that's, you know, that's yeah. the beauty of it. You don't get to, you don't get to know that you just got to choose and, and uh, have some faith and go, go for it. Right. So, oh yeah. Is there a moment or two that kind of sticks out for you? Yeah. And it actually goes back to a book and I'm sure you probably read it, everybody, but the alchemist, I read that yeah. during COVID because yeah. I'm guilty of this. Like, and my wife would always tell me that too. Cause I'm like, I always want more. I'm like, no matter what it is, I want like, I start getting good at lifting. I want to do more. If I want to get good at jujitsu, I want to do more. If I, you know, travel, I want to do more. She's like, you just got to enjoy it a little bit. I'm like that doesn't make any sense. It's like, I got yeah. to the next thing. And then yeah. you read the alchemist and he's talking about how, like, that's like the worst mentality because you're never going to be happy. It's like, you get it. I, so for me, it was learning. Like I took a step away when, during the pandemic and I was like, man, I really should have enjoyed some of these moments a little bit more. It's like, I got to do some crazy cool stuff with the UFC traveling and other yeah. shows and competing. And it's like, you would get there and all you were thinking about was getting out of there and getting to the next thing. And I'm like, I had all these really cool, I mean, they were great. I don't think I'm wrong. They were great experiences, but I was yeah. like, they could have been 10 times what they were if I just would have enjoyed it. So for me, when I, I took a quote, it's actually had the screensaver on my phone is like, it talks about where the man who in who is content who's enjoying where he's at like right now is the guy that's winning because it's like we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. It's like you know right. like this whole Russia thing that wasn't yeah. even a thing a month ago. Now I'm like yeah, oh cool. No. I'm like COVID's over. Cool. Here comes Putin. I'm like yeah. Right. God. It's like you know it's stressful and it's like yeah. if you dwell on that stuff. So it's like and for me it's like never being happy. It's like, you know because you always want that next thing. So I'm like now I'm like trying to teach myself to be content. Like really just kind of like taking the moment and be like man, this is cool. This is fun. Cause tomorrow's not promised. You know, it's like, we're we've seen, yeah. especially through like the pandemic and all this stuff. It's like, so that was a big thing for me was like learning, like, you know, I never want to be the guy that's not trying to get better, but as I'm trying to get better, I want to 
be better at enjoying where I'm at, what I'm doing, the people I'm with, you know, as I'm learning as you get older, like your network and your relationships is huge. It's like, you know, like when we were at the last ULW, it was like, you know, the events are always fun or like that, but it's like, before we were start recording, you and I were talking about a little bit, it's like hanging out with people and just talking to people. Yeah. That's, that's like the best part. Cause like, yes. that was one thing I was guilty of. I used to go to events in the past and I was the guy like, I go to like uh traffic and conversion and I'd be like, get all this information. I go back to my hotel room and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to build this blog and this widget yeah. and I'm going to do this. And I never like, and then never met people never had a good network in the last couple of years. I've really focused on my network and I'm like, this yeah. is way better. It's like, yeah. cause that's where it's yeah, really it's almost way better than whatever's going on at the conference. Right. Yeah. Cause the stuff you're going to build, you know, especially if you're into marketing and stuff like that, the stuff you build is going to be outdated in two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. Anybody that's had infusion knows that. It's yeah, like, absolutely. So it, it, it's wild, but the, the relationships last for a long time. You know, it's like Mike Young, it's like him and I met had to be like five years ago in Thailand. Then we go to the ULWs together, but it's like, yep. you, you just meet people and it sticks, you know, and it's, right. so it's like building a strong network is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. What's uh well speaking of which what um what is kind of your vision moving forward? I know you said that there's a few changes going on inside of the consultant business, but yeah, what's what's the vision for you? You know, even kind of short term, five years from now, five it's like five years flies by way faster than it used Dude, to. Dude, especially yeah. when you get to be yeah, my age, five years flies by too fast. Yeah. I'm like, I'll be in my fifties. It's like, God, yeah, I know, dude. Seriously. That, to me, if you, you know, to me, like when I was a kid, 50 was like, oh my God, they're about to die. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. And now I'm yeah. like, man, I got 50 more. Yeah, so, so many more years. Yeah. I got so much to do yet. So man, for me, um, it's like really embracing my health and like relationships and stuff like that. Cause you know, the, the way technology is going now, every year you get healthier and you can stay alive. You, the quality of your life goes up, your longevity goes up. You know, you, there's, I forget who it was. Somebody said like, there's someone born now that will live to be 150, you know, like with the technology changes. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's thinking of like, but people are like, well, I don't want to live to be 150 because my life would suck. You know, what's the quality of your life? I'm like, well, the quality of life is what you do. It's like, I know people like, I know people in their seventies that are like almost in nursing homes. And my mother-in-law, she gets up every morning and walks five miles. She's more active than most of my friends. And she's 75 years old. I'm like, this woman just constantly goes. And so she's motivating to me. I'm like, damn, I got to put some miles in. My mother-in-law's doing it. So for me, it's like thinking about, you know, long, you know, how do I take care of myself, making sure I do my workouts, you know, eat good, of course, but I have fun, you know, you go and have dinner with the wife, do stuff like that. But, but really focusing on my, my health and fitness. And then, you know, I'm really, really enjoying more and more talking about finance and helping people. It's like, you know, helping them understand money, doing things like that. And then investing in, for me, it's investing in other businesses that give me the flexibility to be able to do more things that I want to do and have fun. And, and eventually when the world gets semi-normal again, travel again, stuff like that, yeah. but just really building all those things out and just taking care of you know health and being a better leader, being a better person. Yeah. You're a big travel guy. Where'd that come from? And it came from traveling nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up. <laughs> so I tell people, I was like, my, I grew up going nowhere. And then we got to Texas after I graduated, my buddy was Travis was going to Brazil to compete at the world championships. I was like, I want to go. And then I looked up how much a ticket was and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. It's like, I can't afford that. You know, I was yeah. a broke ass grad out of college. And one of, it's just one of those things being in the right place with the right people. And one of the guys heard me say that and he's like, oh, you really want to go? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, my wife's a flight attendant. You know, I can get you a ticket. You just got to pay the taxes. I'm like, what's that? And he's like 60 bucks. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. What do I got to do? Oh, wow, you, know, yeah. you know, so I went to Brazil. I was 22 years old. Yeah, I would have been 20, no, 23, 23. I was 23. And man, it's just so crazy landing in Brazil and going through that whole experience for, it just changed me as a person. I was like, this yeah. is insane. Cause it's like, I grew up in South Dakota and we would just go all around the Midwest. We go back and forth to Michigan and stuff yeah. like that. But it was like, 
getting out of the country and, and like running into people. And it was like, you know, seeing kids, you know, like you, you see a movie, but then when you see kids playing soccer with a tape ball, a ball made out of freaking yeah. tape on a dirt field. And you're like, you know, cause people always complain about America and like, Oh, America needs to change. It's like, man, go to another country. It's like, right. dude, he's like, you're literally yeah. going to cab almost crying. Yeah. Cause you're like, yeah. you see these kids and they're so happy kicking a tape ball. And then we got people here that are like, Oh, you know, we need to, you know, redo everything. And I'm like, bro, leave the country. It's like, go see real poor people. Yeah. And yes, I know there's poor people in America and we need to do a better job of that, but man, opening your eyes. So it's like going to Brazil and then Thailand is it changed, you know, Thailand changes you. It's like just seeing yeah. people and the cultures. So I literally got addicted to it, man. Like pre COVID, it was funny. People were asking me like, are you going to like close your gym? Cause you're never here. And it was like, it was kind of bad looking back at it. Cause I was so yeah. addicted to traveling. Yeah. You know, I was going with, with Mitch and those guys, you know, we'd go to four events and of course Mitch's events were all over the world. We had one right. in New Orleans, we had one in Bali, one in Taipei, you know? So it was like, I was traveling and I literally yeah, just yeah. got, yeah, I just got hooked on at Columbia. It's like, I got hooked on seeing all these, you know, experiences and everything. So now I'm trying to find a better balance of it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun when you start, cause it's the people, man. It's like interacting with locals. It's just something really cool. Well, that's part of the reason you have a business too, right? So you can get to that point where you can travel and do all those yeah. things and have somebody else, you know, run the show for you. Yeah. You got to create a real business. Cause a lot of guys in my industry, they don't, they create a job. They're never in that position, right? Yeah. They're never, like, they're not there. Yeah. So, and I've learned the hard way. You got to find that middle ground of like, if it's a personal personality led business, I do need to be there more, Yeah, <laughs> but, right, right. but I have a good staff. Like, you know, like for example, like this weekend we're going, it's my wife's birthday, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go for four days. We're going to fly down to Tempe and see my son at college. So my wife can have dinner with him. It's her birthday nice. thing. And taking my daughter yeah. who loves to travel, but I don't have to worry about it. It's like, I got, okay. My, you know, I got all the systems in place. I got the people. So it's like, you know, I just got to make sure this week, everybody sees me a bunch, but as far as the business running, the business runs with, it could run without me, but yeah. You know, it gets hurt if I'm not there enough, but that's one of the things I'm real passionate about teaching people, like how to create a real business. You know, like when I go to your events, stuff like that, it's like, you know, a lot of times yours are like Monday through like Thursday, which is like yeah. the heart of the week. And a lot of times right. I'm just like, all right, guys, I'll be back. See you Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool, man. So, well, let's start to wrap this up. If yeah. there's one or two things that, you know, if you were to give to the listeners today and maybe, maybe it's financial, right? Could be whatever you want, but one or two things that if they were to implement today would help move their life forward today, what would that be? Man, the biggest thing, cause like I have family that struggles with it and friends that struggle with it. And I've even, we all struggle with like anxiety and stuff like that a little bit, yeah. anxiety about life, anxiety about, you know, we all worry about the stuff that is, you know, it's like that old saying, like 99% of the stuff you're worrying about is never going to happen. Yes. 1% is, you know, it's like, right. but 99% of the stuff is made up in our head. Like, we're like, Oh my God, you know, this is so bad, blah, blah, blah. And then the person you talk to me, like, huh, what? No, I don't remember that. You're like, Oh my yeah. God, I'm an idiot. We've all been there. Yeah. So my big thing is like, and it's helped me a lot is like, man, when it, just take action every day, like look at what yourself. It's like, if it's your health and you're trying to get in shape, go walk, take action, go for a walk every day. You know, don't have to go to the gym and do CrossFit seven days a week. If it's your finances, don't, you know, don't go in and do a complete financial overhaul. If you don't have the basics, but like, take action. Like, okay, what do I need to do? Okay. I need to open up a savings account. Okay. Then what do I do? Okay. I need to put money from my checking to my savings account automatically. And it's like, cause people, when I, when I teach that at the events, they're kind of like, Oh, that's not that big of a deal. And then when they do it, they're like, you know, I come back like six months later, they're like, Holy shit, yeah. there's money in my account. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you start taking action on your goals, that's the biggest thing. Cause you can write down goals. You can dream goals. That's awesome. But you've got to take you know, action towards those goals. Now that'd be big steps. And that's the biggest thing I see like at my gym, like people come in all the time and they're like, Oh man, I can't wait to do jujitsu. I'm coming every day. And I'm like, no, 
no, you're not. Stop. Yeah. You know, they're like, what do you mean? I want this. You know, I'm like, are you married? Yes. Do you have kids? Yes. Okay. Your wife's going to make you quit in three weeks. Yeah. Right. I go, you're done or yeah, you're going right. to get hurt. I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? I'm like, you're 40 pounds overweight. I love your commitment. Yeah. Like, okay. So I tell them like my plan at my gym, when you come in, I'm tell, I tell people you can only train twice the first week. That's yeah. it. Because you know what it's like, guys, you know, you've seen at the ULW, some of the guys that, you know, you know, the guys that did the work and the guys that didn't do the work yep. and most of them don't do the work. And then they're like, then they're like, oh, you know, this was too hard. It's like, well, no, you didn't do the work. So yeah. I tell the guys like, hey, you want to get in these classes, you want to roll, you want to do stuff that's cool. Like in the UFC, that's cool. But can you stand up 10 times? And then they're like, oh yeah, I can. And most of them can't. You're like, bro, <laughs> we're going to work on standing up and then yeah. falling down and getting moving around. And then, you know, I go, you do that for two weeks, then you can go three times. And then the, guy, the guys that actually listen to me, you know, they stick around and get better. Then I get always get the guys, they sneak in for extra classes or doing stuff sure. and they either get hurt or their wife gets mad because right. you can't disrupt your life that much. Be like, Hey honey, I got this new hobby where I'm gone two hours a day, five days a week, yeah. you know, cause yeah. then she's going to feel neglected. She's going to be, and I'm like, so I always tell them, I say, Hey, you know, you just got to do it this way. Cause if you can keep your wife happy and you add this new thing, she'll be happy, but don't go disrupt her entire life because you want to do this thing. I said, just, you know, balance it out. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I just keep it simple. Right. You know, I think I get it. People get motivated and excited and they want to jump all in. Right. Well, if, if I go, if twice a week's right, then why don't I just go six days a week and I'll be amazing. But yeah, like you say, no one can ever keep that up. So yeah. It'd be like me when yeah. you say, Hey, I'm doing a hundred mile race. I'm like, Oh, cool. I want to try that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's no way it's like, you have to like, okay, cool. Run a mile. It's like what? Yep. Yeah. Then run two. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, same, same thing for sure. So well, I appreciate you coming on, man. You know how I know you're on social media and, and uh, if, if we get any gym owners out there, the one. Yeah. You know, yeah. The best place right now is to go to Instagram. I'm, you know, yeah. Facebook is just sometimes a cesspool of life <laughs> where it's like, it's a necessary yeah. evil in our world, but I really enjoy Instagram because, you know, you don't get as crazy a post, you know, and then like, I love people's stories because it's more, behind, it's more, I feel like it's, you connect more on people's stories like, Oh, Hey, they're doing that. Oh, I like that. You know? So like for my Instagram, yeah. I'm putting on a lot of good content on there. It's all free stuff, you know, teaching a lot of good stuff on there. So you just go to Instagram uh, forward slash P A U L dot H A L M E easy to find, or you can go to my website, paulhallme.com. But yeah, Instagram, I really enjoy that. Cause you know, I still am on Facebook, but man, Instagram is just a little bit more peaceful, <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah. 100% definitely agree there. So yeah, we'll get that all, uh, hooked up what's you got a book also what's what's the name of your book in case people want to check yeah it? i've got two books yeah. two books on amazon one's for gym owners how to make money with your martial arts school and the other one is the money fight which is a that's really good book the yeah the money fight and then you gave it to a bunch of people at the last ulw or yep. one before where they it goes through like my whole system like i, I really simplified it down because it can get real complex there's a lot of really complex good books out there but i was like man i want to make something simpler that helps people out. So yeah, if you, you check that out, that'll help you get a lot of the basic foundation, which will get you ahead of 98% of the people, you right. know? Absolutely. Yeah. So check that out, get, pick up a copy there and uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in just over a month. So yeah, I'm excited. Can't Thanks wait for April. Me. It's going to be a blast. Let's go! In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home, I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone 
But when I got back, I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer